This is a PSA based on uh, some volatile comments I made in the previous episode of the show <laughs> News to Reviews. Uh, in that show, guest Roger, uh, I don't didn't seem to know what I was talking about when I was trying to describe a certain feature of a controller. Now, this is a joystick or analog. I don't know. I still don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> analog something. Um, and I was describing it as a toggle. Now, I don't seem to think that this is a very big deal at all, but Zach wants me to make a formal apology to all of our beautiful listeners, um, as this may have been harmful uh, to the ears of our listeners in some sort of way. Perhaps it caused tinnitus. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But I do apologise for saying a word that was incorrect and looking like a doof. Because you've never heard that from me ever before in this show. We always hold ourselves to the highest level of quality. Thank you for listening to this public service announcement. Oh, I need to add so many layers of context to this. All right, so so Miss Ellie Hart. Yes. What would you refer to as the sticks on a controller? The joystick. Okay, awesome. (laughs) So have you ever heard to anyone in your life refer to it as a toggle? I don't think so. So, so yeah, when when Lockie said this, we're, Roger and I are both sitting there trying to think about what part of the controller, he was talking about a Nintendo Wii U Pro controller of all things. We're trying to figure out what part of the controller he was referring to. And then so Roger said, what, what are you calling the to- toggles? And Lockie's like, you know, the sticks. Don't you know English? <laughs> you know, so he, I never said it like, I really... never said that, you fuck. Okay, so you, literally anyone could go back you, and listen to. No, sorry, actually, you're fuck. right. I am. I am misrepresent, misrepresenting what you said. You said it's. It is simple English, is what you said to Roger. Did I so say? Did I s- say simple English? Yes, you certainly oh, did. So very oh, simple. God. Okay, that is embarrassing. All right, so the apology isn't for the listeners. The apology is for Roger. I am like. <laughs> No, Roger got a big ass apology <laughs> afterwards when, like, I went through in detail. Oh fuck, I, I, you know, it's one of those funny things as you get older where you realise you've been saying a word <laughs> incorrectly your entire life, and no one's corrected you up until that point. And it happens to everyone at some point. And I guess that was my big aha. You're wrong, you fuck <laughs> moment. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, like, uh, afterwards, it was we, we were ch- chatting after we recorded, and I thought, oh, you know, I'm stuff it. I'm just going to do a quick Google of this, see if anything comes up. And I did a Google image search on toggles, and there was not a single game controller or anything of the sort. I couldn't find anyone referencing them. I typed in toggle game controller, and nothing came up. There was not a single reference to it. At all, other than like weird mod packs or something That's like that. That's strange. So. Look, I've got to be honest, the terminology of toggle, I feel like I've heard it in relation to gaming some somewhere. Thank I you, don't you're know. being very kind. I don't know where I've heard it, but I definitely have heard the terminology of toggle in the gaming space. I'd have to oh. really look into it to figure out where the connection is, but... Yeah, I, it's probably there's probably no point. I I look the, the best the best explanation that I can provide for you there is that my um my my birth lineage. So I hail from a, a strange and faraway place, even within Australia, called Adelaide. 
Um, so that is located in the south of Australia. And we we have a very different way of speaking. So this is not this is not anything new that I've gone through. Um, when I moved over as a kid in when I was twelve or, or something, um, everything that I said was apparently incorrect. So we just had a very different way of speaking. It was like it's like speaking a different language. Basically, everyone thought I was from Britain when I came when I moved over to Sydney. <laughs> Um, oh. So that's the best explanation that I can provide there. I think it's just one of those anachronisms that I picked up from ye old country. Okay. Look, I think I know where you might have made the connection. I feel like in like because toggling definitely is a thing in games. Like you know, toggle you can toggle crouch and things like yeah. that. So and mm. there's definitely been games where they've used the analog sticks to toggle crouch or like to toggle sprint for sure, like in Call of Duty. So maybe that's where, where you've the made the leap. Maybe I don't think there's a logic to it. I think it's more of a cultural <laughs> thing rather than an actual thing that you can pick apart from. Ah, oh, yeah, that's where someone mentally made that connection. Because I mean, you know, in Z- New Zealand, um, togs are what you wear when you go swimming. So yeah. you know. Uh, Where's the connection? <laughs> There's none. There, there just isn't any. I felt like I was trying to help you out a little there, and then you're just I, I know. throwing in the towel. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate it. I think that's a kind. I think that's a kind personality trait. But I really, I, I'm, I'm ready to to accept the zero on that one. And I, I, I just want to allow for our listeners to move on with the trauma that they've gone through through that entire process. Um, very brave. Yeah. Yeah. So we can we can move into a brighter future where I'm most likely not going to change, and I'm going to mention toggle again when I'm meaning the joystick, and you're all just going to have to learn that because now that's a part of me, and you're being culturally insensitive. No, I'm gonna every time I hear it, I'm gonna do that laugh from Final Fantasy. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a sexy laugh. That's when I knew that Titus was the one. Welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week. My name is Zach, sitting with my deeply apologetic co-host. I'm not sitting with you, I want to say that. I don't, I, I don't know why I said that. Lockie, how you doing, man? <laughs> uh, there is no Lockie. There is, in fact, another person that has been on the show always. It is, oh. it is I, Toggle's Joysticks. Well, it's great to have you on as usual, Toggles. It's a, it's a good name, right? Or Togs, as they call you over in New Zealand. <laughs> over in New Zealand, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, far. Look, more importantly... Oh, uh, shit. We have joining us this week on the show... Brendan Hart's Ride or Die, one half of the Hungry Gamers. We have the mysterious Miss Ally Hart. Hello. I'm doing good. I'm mysterious. I want to know what that's about. Never elusive. Uh, Look, look, to be honest, I just try to use a little bit of alliteration and that's the first thing that popped into my head. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Thank you for having me. 
Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to finally meet you and finally get you on the show. I'm glad I was here to witness the uh, toggle joystick debacle. Oh, exactly. Mm. Just the most riveting stuff. <laughs> only, only the best for our guests. <laughs> Debate for the ages. And it's a good. Uh, it sets it really sets the bar for the kind of level of uh, professionalism that we go for here on News to Reviews. So, yeah, I think that was a great intro into it. <laughs> Oh, for all the people out there who do not know, uh, where can they find all the wonderful content that you create? Yeah, so you can hear me on the Hungry Gamers podcast, which you should be able to find on any podcasting service. Uh, we are part of 8-Bit, so 8-Bit Socials, you can find us at We Are 8-Bit, anywhere on the socials, any Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Uh, and uh, you can find me at Miss Ally Hart. <laughs> Did I call? Did I call Brendan Brendan Hart? I'm just thinking about I, that I, later I, on. I, I thought I you should call him Brenda. I think I might have. Di- I think I might have done that instead of calling him Brendan. <laughs> I, I thought you said Brenda, but I didn't hear Brenda Hart. <laughs> he is used to being called Brenda. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was weird that you called him Brenda, but other than that, <laughs> oh my god! Wow. I am struggling this morning. I'm so sorry, Brendan. I, I I'll take the blame because I forced you boys to wake up early in order to stick with my <laughs> California time frame. So it's all on me. It is. It has been worth it already because I feel like our listeners always love when this show is is a is a raging mess, and it looks like I've already set it off to be. <laughs> Alrighty, it is time to get cracking with the gaming news. Our first story comes out of Kotaku and was written by Stephen Totillo. Google Stadia, the late 2019 streaming platform that promised to revolutionise gaming by letting users stream games without needing to own a powerful PC or console, is altering course getting out of the game-making business and will now offer its platform directly to game publishers alongside offering Stadia Pro to the public. Google will close its two game studios located in Montreal and Los, Los Angeles. Neither had, had released any games yet. That closure will impact around 150 developers. One source familiar with Stadia operations said the company says it will try to find those developers new roles at Google. <laughs> Jade Raymond, the veteran producer who helped build Assassin's Creed for Ubisoft and moved to EA several years ago before leaving to run game creation at Stadia, is exiting the company, according to Google. Google will continue to operate the Stadia gaming service and its $10 monthly Stadia Pro service. It's unclear how many, if any, exclusive games will still come to the service, though the company has indicated that it can still sign new games and will bring more third-party releases to the platform. It nevertheless will look to many like a drawdown of the plan to have Stadia run as a bona fide competitor to console platforms. The company plans to begin offering its Stadia tech to publishers, opening up the possibility for Stadia to become the streaming tech for other video game companies. Google's head of Stadia operations, a longtime console executive, Phil Harrison, will focus on pursuing these new partnerships. So Stadia is no longer making 
games anymore. So I feel like... <laughs> if they had at all. Feel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I feel like it's, Google Stadia has sort of <laughs> become a long-running joke on the show at this point. Every time we see something... Yeah, I mean, unfortunately. Yeah, there's there's no there's no real success that it's really had. Yeah. Oh wow, M- Miss Ellie Hart, you are living in a country that actually offers Google Stadia to its to its residents. Mm. Did you jump on board immediately as soon as the those founders packs became available? So we actually did, um, but Ooh. then, but but. Um, but soon, um, soon after, like we started getting more information about like what was involved and especially how much bandwidth it would take in order to stream these high quality games through the browser. Uh, it was just not doable. We could not lose the bandwidth that was going to take and how much internet was going to cost us essentially to have this luxury. And we're a house that has all the consoles, PCs and everything. So we were okay with maybe doing without one you know, one option of playing games online. So we ended up cancelling and looks like we made a good decision. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, we kind of like skipped on this. And I only know of, I think, about two people that maybe use the service. Okay. So do you you think that them not making their own exclusive games now might be the sort of final nail in the coffin? I think the nail in the coffin is when they finally just admit that they've screwed the whole thing up um <laughs> yeah. it's 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 sad because i did appreciate what they were trying to do with stadia in general um mm. offering uh an ability to play games online and have an accessible anywhere but they've floundered with it it's been really a really bad launch and just they keep on stumbling around with it and now we have microsoft with um x cloud and mm. according to people that use it it's running really really well so now Stadia doesn't have anything to show for. They don't have the ability to say, hey, we have this great platform and Microsoft's like, yeah, we're taking care of it. We we know what we're doing over here. We can do it right. So Mm. losing a studio and the ability to create your own games, I think maybe they were just, once again, just gambling too much on what they think that they thought that they could do and what they could provide and just put all their eggs in one basket and lordy, did they drop the basket. Yeah, agreed. Mm. I think they should stick to search engines. (laughs) Well, not in Australia, apparently. <laughs> yeah, not in Australia. Because, <laughs> yeah, I heard about uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Alta Vista. I know they're very they're 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 pulling Ask some Jeeves. very petty bullshit in Australia. <laughs> where like in, when you when you search anything at the moment, Google's like, oh, by the way, check out all the drama that we got going on with your shitty government. <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Who, who are you going to side with, you stupid government or us? <laughs> like fucking fucking pick a pick a side. Um, oh, they're both terrible. <laughs> yeah, but no I think I wins. think the Australian government's backing Murdoch Media, so I kind of am on the side of Google. On yeah. this that's bad. Yeah, I got I got to lean to Google for that one. Yeah, whenever I hear News Corp, I'm like, oh, okay, well then, yeah, I'm not going to side with them because they're pure evil. Oh, <laughs> uh, now at a part of this article, it referenced Stadia being like a competitor to consoles, and I don't. I don't think that was ever what going universe? to happen. Like, like yeah. it, it's, it, 
And this is, if they were going to be a competitor to consoles, one of the things they're going to need, which seems to be like one of the main things that a console needs for a highly for to be successful, is exclusives. Mm. <laughs> you know, the most successful consoles now have loads of exclusives on them, and now Stadia has, is not going to give you any reason to come to play a game on their service that you can't play anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have high hopes. They're, they're I'm looking it up. forward to... I know I'm sort of making a lot of leaps here. I'm just assuming at this point that, that Stadia is going to fail and join mm. the uh, massive uh, Google graveyard. Oh. Uh, but I'm looking forward to, you know, four or five years down the track when the documentary, the Netflix series comes out about the big failure that is Google Stadia and we get to find out why the hell all this happened. Yeah, that mm. that sounds pretty good. Yeah, doesn't it? And yeah. my, my assumption is going to be that they found out xCloud was coming out in a year and they're like, we got to get out first. <laughs> and that's yeah. why they launched with like missing so many features and stuff. That's a, that's right. my uh, tinfoil hmm. hat. Here. Here's what I think happened. And this is a stretch. <laughs> this is a stretch. This is conspiracy theory hat on. The and, hat's on. Here we exactly. Go. Here we go. <laughs> so what I think happened, because it was, as you say, it... it Highly coincidental that Microsoft at the exact same time was working on the exact same system and technology. Mm. I think that Google was originally planning on developing that tech first and selling off that asset to Microsoft for a huge Mm. amount of money and it being a soft deal that way. And I reckon that their negotiations at some point fell through with Microsoft and Microsoft ended up building a competing technology. And that's why, and all of this, all of this bullshit, Google's Arcadia and them saying, oh, we're trying to get into the game company was basically them trying to get their tech out the door first, grab up as many copyright patents on IP tech-wise as possible so they could then force Microsoft and other companies to then buy their tech at a later point in time. And it's a possibility, yeah. That's my best theory because... Because it made no fucking sense for Google to to dip their toe into the video gaming market to begin with because they have absolutely no prior networking connections, no prior tech involved in it. It was all from scratch. Yes, they have a lot of money, but as they've proven time and time again, having a lot of money to develop tech is very different to being able to run and, and successfully exist within an industry with that tech for the long term. And so, I, I don't know, that's my best guess. And I think... What for whatever fucking reason they finally realized that it's all sunk costs and they they need to start wrapping up everything as soon as possible <laughs> and apparently consider all of their game developers and game designers for positions in Google because I'm sure there's so many jobs that those people will be able to do in Google after this. <laughs> I'm sure there's jobs they'll be able to do, but whether or not they'd want what? to do them, I think that'd be two very different things. But it's funny uh, they, that that theory that you said, They can't do Lockie. it. They're video game makers, and Google has just made a clear decision to not further invest in making video games. What job do you think they're going to be able to do in Google, Zach? I don't know. Their comment saying that they're going to try and find other (laughs) positions to them was entirely facetious because they can't do anything. They're not considering shit for those people. Back to your tinfoil hat theory. I I, I hope that does end up being true because that is literally the story of how the Sony PlayStation came to be. Sony came to Nintendo and was like, we've got this crazy new technology. It's called CDs and you can put games on them. And they're like, all right, we might do it. And it got to the point where they made a prototype. They Mm. had the little... It was the Nintendo PlayStation, uh, which we've talked about on the show before because it went to auction uh, last year sometime. 
And uh, and then yeah, then it all fell through, and now we have the Sony PlayStation. But instead, <laughs> instead of this situation, we would we would have Google Stadia. So not definitely not quite the success story that Sony had for sure. We but, have a memorial. Yeah, I'm very curious to see <laughs> if, it, if it all ever ends up ever coming out in the end. Um, yeah, very curious. Hmm. Our next story comes out of Polygon and was written by Michael McWhorter. Borderlands developer Gearbox Software is now part of the Embracer Group. The parent company that includes publishing and development studios THQ Nordic, Saber Interactive, Coke Media, Deep Silver, and Coffee Stain Studios. Embracer's acquisition of Gearbox, namely the Gearbox Entertainment Company, which encompasses Gearbox Software and Gearbox Publishing, is worth $1.378 billion, according to a news release. During a Q&A session hosted by Embracer Group, Pitchford indicated the deal will not impact development of future and existing games in the popular Borderlands franchise. We love our relationship with Take-Two and 2K Games label and we are committed to working together through all of the known and planned Borderlands work that we have going on, Pitchford said. I anticipate that we'll continue and make new opportunities together. Pitchford later clarified that Gearbox has a relationship with Take-Two where we've agreed on certain rights for exploitation of the IP. The IP is a Gearbox IP. Oh, there's got to be a better word for that. I know. Why would you choose exploitation? I I know. (laughs) Anyway, Embracer Group, based in Karlstad, Sweden was previously known as THQ Nordic AB. The parent company boosts 57 internal game development studios and more than 200 owned franchises, including Saints Row, cool. Goat Simulator, Dead Island, Darksiders, Metro, MX vs. ATV, Kingdoms of Emelore, Time Splitters, Satisfactory, and Wreckfest. Embracer announced two additional acquisitions on Wednesday, Asper Media, acquired through Saber Interactive, and EasyBrain, a mobile game developer that specializes in puzzle and logic games. And just after reading through this article, I've already come up with another conspiracy theory. Because <laughs> apparently that's the theme of today's episode. Did they change their name from THQ Nordic to Embracer Group so it didn't sound as like evil, them sucking up all these different developers, them buying out all these different studios? No, we're embracing them. We're the Embracer Group. That is a very <laughs> it's, fucking good it's point. Nice and I think do. you might be onto something there. Because yeah, it's all about snapping everything up. They're embracing everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not relevant to the story at all, but no, it is because they're still because they, it is relevant, Zach, because they haven't learned their lesson and they're still using terminology like exploit the IP when when you know clearly their PR is is trying to change the frigging company name to embracing. To embrace be fair, the Pitchford IP. said that. Pitch bloody Randy yeah. said the frigging exploitation terminology, so he's not really good with his words. Uh, has been oh, proven why in the past. Why do they keep trotting him out? Why do they keep <laughs> trotting out this guy that that just can't seem to speak correctly? He's like me. I mean, I shouldn't rail on him. We're 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 two of a kind. We just can't say the right words. In, in no, settings. you are not really. Don't Pitchford. think you want to line up. With All Randy. I'm saying, no, I'm not aligning to his beliefs or anything. All I'm saying is that there's a little bit of Randy in all of us. You know, there's that human. There's. <laughs> Preach. Go for it. Yes. yes. I got there. Yes. Thank you. Oh, I was trying to set that up right. I was really trying to set that up right, and I feel really good about it. 
Uh, that was, oh, it was a very was, poor taste joke. Worth, it was very was poor taste. That was worth the, uh, the uh, very long walk we took to get there. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Poorest of taste, but we got there. It was a joke, damn it. Speaking of uh, Randy Pitchford never saying anything right... Uh, allegedly. That, that a, Everything I said that, was alleged. <laughs> that, is, that is a like one thing that I am hoping may may come out of this acquisition. I, I, don't, I don't know if it will, but one of the one of the frustrating things about Randy Pitchford is he's the CEO and also the founder of Gearbox Software. So he just he holds all the cards. You can't get rid of him if he wants to do his magic show to to reveal Borderlands Three. You're gonna have to sit there and watch his magic show, all right? Oh yeah, he's, I he's agree. having a great time, and we all have to sit there and watch him enjoy. I agree. Himself. You've we got like 200 choice. PR directors all just like smacking their forehead, mm. you know, because they gave him they gave him a very specific script they wanted him to read off, hey. and he's just gone off script again. Uh, Randy, he's just fucking around again. It's like Yves Guillemot, you know, same story, CEO and co-founder with his family of Ubisoft and, you know, he's overseen some really horrible stuff going on there that all came to light last year, but we're not going to see him get kicked, like, ousted as CEO at all. Like, he was either aware of it or he was, like, too much of an idiot to be aware that it was going on and either way should probably be replaced, but that's a different story. Mm. But anyway, hopefully with this acquisition, we can have someone else there now with a bit of power to be like, Randy, sit down. Put shut down the up. phone. We're just gonna... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't tweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Far out. Randy, this magic show is not a good idea. People aren't going to like it. <laughs> so I wonder with this connection of them taking on Borderlands and Gearbox, do you reckon they did a ballsy move, obviously based because there's a movie coming in the works and they want to be have that attachment to it and they anticipate greater investment along the lines of having the attachment of a movie to a game franchise or do you reckon that's got no connection whatsoever it look it very well could we're, we're seeing all these game studios now like sony reaching out and making all this content like all the, like these movies and tv shows based on uh their their game ip so it could be very likely for, for the embracer group to probably want to embrace the uh movie industry and and uh, tv industry as well too mm. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's such a. I think this is their. As far as I can remember, there's been a lot of acquisitions by these guys. But as far as I can remember, this this I think this is the biggest one. Yeah, like one point three seven eight billion. That is insane, and, it's, I, and I'm I'm surprised Gearbox is is worth that much. Like I love the Borderlands games. It's a I, I love that series. But I did not expect it to be a, the, an IP that'd be worth that. Yeah, one point three billion. Yeah. There, that is. Yeah, that's a bit higher than what I would have estimated. But, like, it's a successful franchise, no doubt. But that's a little bit... I don't know. That 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 sounds like it's inflated numbers. Mm. Maybe that's how much money uh, they're investing in it and they're hoping to make off it. But I don't think that's how much money that it's actually worth. It is interesting, though, that you mentioned that there's a movie coming out. I didn't know about this Borderlands movie. Oh, it's... Yeah, it's... Um, Eli Roth is the director. And yeah. they just announced... Kevin Hart is in it. Ugh. <laughs> oh, good. We're on the same page. Um, yeah. Kate Blanchard, though, she's in it as well. Oh, oh so. shit. Okay. Well, that's. Oh, I'm just looking up Eli Roth, um, and he's actually gorgeous. Wow. He for, is a for a film director, wasn't expecting that because I was. I wanted to see what other movies he was doing, and I was like, oh. He did um, Hostel. <laughs> so. Oh the... wow! Oh, I love Hostel. Um. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but. You? 
So okay, so he's a he's a horror film director. It looks like mm-hmm. doing a Borderlands game, which is a comedy. Well, if you think about it in this sense, well, with Eli Roth, he is very gruesome. Like his horror is very you know visceral, very gritty and with the game franchise like borderlands yeah it's kind of comedic but in the same sense it's also very gory very Mm. you know in your face when it comes to some of the violence and it's i think it's a very key component to borderlands as well so i think in the hands of eli he won't be afraid to kind of harness the goriness that should be in the borderlands franchise that could be you know maybe put to the side by other directors out of fear maybe my guess is they couldn't get Taika. They couldn't get Taika to sign on, and so they had to just find somebody to do it. He's a busy man. Yeah. Not oh yeah. No, Taika is at Marvel. the top of his game. Yeah, he's at the top of his game. He would have been asking. Uh, I love that vampire movie that he did. What we do in the shadows. <laughs> God, that was a good movie. Anyway, um, we're not talking about video game <laughs> stuff anymore. But I, I thought it was funny, Zach, you mentioned, oh, yeah, Sony Entertainment. Yeah, they've been doing films for a long time. But, yeah, but ha- have any of those films no. been good or successful? Yeah, I, I mean, like, sp- good. like, movies yeah. specifically yes. about games. I can't really think of any, like, you know, any movies that Sony have released that were based off game franchises. Oh, I, don't, I think maybe they might have funded the Sonic movie. I'm not I'm not 100% sure. Um, they probably but, dipped yeah. their toe in that because that was a terrible movie. So, you I know, haven't they... seen it yet. Well, it's, good luck. I mean, unless... <laughs> unless it, look, it's, it's a movie that's... It, it's, it's, it's being... It's not a movie that's for an adult with a fully functional brain. It's a movie so that's I, for So I can child. watch it. All right, cool. No, but it's not that type of movie. So it's not like it's not like Toy Story, where it's for children, but it's really smart and interesting. And as an adult, you're going to get a lot out of it. It's just it's for children, and you're not going to get much out of it unless you like seeing Sonic visually, and you can go, ah, oh, that's Sonic. That's something from my childhood. Yeah, that's right. Oh, there's Jim Carrey. He's doing that thing that Jim Carrey did in the nineties. But beyond that, see that though. Yeah, beyond that, it was not a good movie. It was pretty rubbish. I want to see Jim Carrey doing his thing. I missed that. Anyway, yeah, simpler times. Anyway, I'll be curious to see if you if you on your podcast, you're just like, yeah, no, that Lockie's full of shit. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about with movies. That movie is great. (laughs) Said I had to be Um, brain dead to enjoy Sonic. Yeah, get it up there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. Now that uh, so just just uh, after all that lovely chit chat, I'm just going to make his all all depressed and leave you with this one on the story that we we're talking about. In that, Randy Pitchford probably made a shit ton of money once that deal went through. He probably made millions of dollars. So everyone, I'll leave you with that yeah. <laughs> for, for our biggest stories. Now on to our quickest <laughs> stories for the week. The PlayStation Five has had a system update. Now, this is never usually a story. Yeah, is this really news? I brought this up because for the 1% out of of us out there that actually managed to get our hands on a PlayStation 5, if you have played a game that's done like an upgraded version of a PS4 game, then you'll know that every single time you try to play the PS5 version of, I don't know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla or Immortals Phoenix Rising, that it will try to install the fucking PS4 version every single time. You can delete it, but you turn your console back on, and then sure enough, you'll get a, a notification saying that the game you're already playing is ready to be played because it's the PS4 version. But now, yeah, 
it's not going to do that anymore. So happy news for PS5 owners out there. Yeah, happy news for all 10 of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't know this was an issue, like like a oh, major I... issue. Like I knew that people were having like to point out that when you installed a game or whatever, you had to go through the menu and make sure you selected the PS5 version. But for me, I never really ran into too much of an issue. Well, look, is is it going to stop your PS5 version from working? No. It was more just like, you know, we've only got like this 600 or so gigabytes or whatever, and now I'm installing the game twice every single time. But yeah, it was only for those ones where you have the upgraded mm. versions of them. But if it's already installed, I guess you don't really notice because it's just... <laughs> sitting there on your hard I'm going to say the system update actually scared me because my PlayStation just started revving up for some reason and scared the bejesus <laughs> out of me. I didn't know what was happening. so But, yeah, it was updating, so I guess that's good. Oh, yeah, you don't I... want to hear that on your brand-new console. No. Yeah, yeah mine's I'm... loud. I don't know why everyone's like, oh, it's so quiet now. I'm like, I don't know. I can still fucking hear mine. Sorry, excuse the French. But, yeah, <laughs> like, I can still hear mine. Like, it's it makes a noise, so. Mm. Maybe it's quiet compared to the old... PlayStation. Yeah, though. I didn't have that yes. one. Because <laughs> that, like, yeah, because Zach engine. let me hear his, and oh god, it's like listening to a Soviet tank. <laughs> <laughs> and and that thing was the Pro, which was quieter than my OG PS4 before the Slim came out. I had the OG ang- angled one. Mm. That thing was so fucking loud, like you know, yeah. t- to the point of yeah, having to turn the TV down after I turn it off because I realized afterwards I had to turn it up to drown out the sound of it <laughs> yeah I so believe comparatively you. to that yeah it's quiet but yeah i've noticed it, like for, i think for the most part like if you get close to it you can hear it running but then there'll be just like random intervals where for like i don't know 30 seconds or a minute mm. it'll, the, the fan will kick in a little bit more and then it'll sort of go away like comparatively it's night and day but yeah it's not it's definitely not whisper quiet, yeah that's for it's sure. not consistent i feel like like you mm. said it's kind of like a load up thing and then it, it will calm down but for for mm. the most part like when you it's early in the morning you mind your own business and next you know you hear and you're like what the hell <laughs> yeah so. and and really any any new consoles should be pretty whisper quiet when you first get it it's really a year or two down the track if you haven't been keeping up on all your cleaning and stuff like that when it starts getting full of dust that it really should start cranking out the noise uh, so that'll be the real test, I guess. I don't know. I've already, I've already cleaned out my PS5 because I'm terrified of ending up in the same situation. Like done the whole thing where you take the plates off and you use the the suck holes to vacuum out the dust. <laughs> is very, is that another technical very term? Sexy <laughs> suck holes. Yes. I believe they they refer to it in the manual as suck holes for sure. <laughs> right next to the toggle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. All righty, Creative Assembly. And this one's all for you, Lockie. Yes. I, I saw this. I, I, I like just, my eyes glazed over. Couldn't care. But I know you love this franchise. So, Lockie, Lockie Creative Assembly announced Total War Warhammer 3 coming in 2021. Yes, they're doing more of what I like. You know, it's ironic that they call Creative Assembly and they've just done nothing but Total Warhammer for the last five years. Um, it, you know, it's it's a little... Oh, no, they haven't done nothing. That's not so true. Bloody, they really you su- just say you're happy you're getting more of what you want and yeah. then you complain that they're not being more I know, it's a, back, it's a backhanded It's a backhanded typical compliment. Typical gamer. Typical it, gamer. No, nah, typical wasp, really. It's very waspish. You know, you're like... it's Yeah, you do it effortlessly what? without realising it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that 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 adjective means. Oh, wasp, white yeah. Anglo-Saxon, Protestant. 
It's okay. lost. It's you know. It's like uh, eh, eh, look it up. Anyway, I think <laughs> right. um, it's one letter okay. missing from WAP. So. <laughs> Carry on, carry on, carry on. It's a bit older than WAP, and I don't. Those no, the only the only place where those two terms cross over is when Ben Shapiro has an opinion on WAP. Okay, and that's and that's when you get a wasp. That's the best way to describe what a wasp is. The clip of Ben Shapiro saying "wet ass" p word is so good. Yeah, it's pretty. It great. warms my soul. Anyway, sorry, Lockie. <laughs> no, Warhammer, no, no. Back to Warhammer. War, Warhammer yeah, back to Warhammer. Let's talk about Warhammer. Yeah, so look, I, I'm, I don't have any prior knowledge around Warhammer. I know that it was this thing that people did in the early two thousands where they spent a shit ton of money on figurines and they went to Games Workshop. And that's all the Games Workshop was. It was just Warhammer figurines and playing some sort of a board game around that. I think a very expensive, very high strategy board game. But it's not something that, you know, some teen that can only afford, like, shit pre-owned games and stuff could ever could ever sort of penetrate. So I think there's a rich lore around Warhammer um, in, in the thing. And, and playing through these games, it's been a lot of fun starting to learn about that and get the drip feed of the old fantasy scale Warhammer. And I'm a big fan of Total War in general. I started up on Shogun, the first one, and um, it, it's a one and two have been fantastic games. Their DLC, some of it has been questionable. Um, all of it has been very expensive, but goddamn, you know, the Creative Assembly is one of the few game companies that actually keeps pumping out shit when they know that they've got a strong consumer base. And I think um, I have no reason to doubt what's going to be released in Total Warhammer 3. I think it's just it's going to be more of what we want, and that's totally fine. I'm not hugely excited about the the ice magic race, but I don't have any prior knowledge around the lore around it. So basically it looks like you've got sort of ice magic... Ice Elves versus um, Chaos Demons, and you've got all of these different Chaos Demon factions, which is kind of cool. So um, you've got weird... You, you, one of them's called Corn, which I find very funny. Um, so you're going to be facing off against Corn, the, the metal music band from also from the <laughs> 90s. Um, so I think that's going to be sweet. But did any of you catch the cinematic trailer for this one? I watched it because I've gotten... like I absolutely know jack about warhammer mm. i know that like i've known people that play it and got into it and also did the expensive figurine stuff but yeah. for the most part it's very foreign to me yeah so, I watched so it. it looks yeah that's good uh yeah it looks like none of us um can really show the inside rail on how it connects to the lore and all of that jazz so we'll be coming in cold as as you know to be honest what what creative assembly really wants i don't think they i think they do care about the og stuff and they do try and tie in the lore as much as possible but at the end of the day they're just trying to do a fun fantasy style version of what they've done before and i think they do a really great job at it um but yeah seeing that cinematic trailer i do want to ask you what were your thoughts when they when they do the the ice ice elf ice mage you know building up their big ice spell to take on those demons what did you what was your thought at the very end where they did this big ass big ass build up and then you just see like a couple of little shards go off at this giant diablo looking fucking demon 
I don't know because, like, I, I was still not understanding what was happening because it was kind of giving. It, it was apparently filling me in on something that I still didn't know what was going on. So oh, yeah, I, I was no just, I was more looking at all the prettiness and you know cinematic yeah. and seeing how it all connected and the ice queen looking sad, sad looking ice queen person. It was a queen, right? Was it a queen? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was <laughs> like a ice. That's for, that's a better way to describe it than I was. Ice elf magic user. Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. She she's the queen. A she's, word salad. She's the white witch of Narnia, clearly, <laughs> and she's and she's facing off against I don't know someone other than Aslan this time around. Hmm. Yeah. No. I, no. I thought it was really funny. So um, I don't know what was going on in that movie, but I thought it was just the funniest. It was the funniest image that because clearly a lot of money went into production values of this it looks really nice up until the end where they have her you know they have her ramping up her ice spell and she's about to do some ice some some good good old fun ice magic hijinks against this demon and and they just show at the very end at the climax of the fight she's building up all this ice around her and then like this tiniest little these tiny little shards come out of her hand against this thing and it looks like it it just reminded me of adventure time when princess bubblegum had had the jelly bean magic and 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 it was always funny as hell because it had just this fart noise coming out and it always did fuck all against whatever her <laughs> opponents were. And so that's what I thought was happening there where I, I reckon someone could splice in just a big old fart noise at that point and that would really drive home what... It, it was just very anticlimactic. You could tell that that, 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 that Diablo was clearly going to uh, beat, beat her in that fight. Well, as you can tell from my silence, I did not watch the CGI trailer. How could you, Zach? I've, I've seen... Look, I, it's a strategy game. I knew it was going to be a CGI trailer. Everything you sent me the link. Be, yeah, I know. I sent it to you because I knew you'd be interested. Yeah, I wasn't like interested. It's like two minutes long. Jeez. All right. <laughs> it wasn't that long, yeah. I don't... Yeah. I, honestly, CGI trailers, I only ever watch if it's like part of an event because I'm already watching the event. I've no, I, I want to see the game, not what like you envision the game to to be or, or or whatever i love pretty cgi stuff it's awesome but i'll go watch a pixar film or something you know if i want to watch a, a, a cool cgi story you're I right don't know. it's no indi- yeah i agree it's no indication indication of the game it's just meant to get you hyped um mm. yeah and it, it's probably a game i'm not going to play because i don't play on pc i'm a sony simp i'm a playstation pony so yeah. A PlayStation one-trick pony. Hey, and you know who's a one-trick pony? Activision, because all they ever do is just keep cranking out Call of Duty every year, and they've announced there's going to be a... Well, they do other stuff as well, but, you know, they all, <laughs> so they're not a one-trick pony. That, that segue made no sense, but they've announced a new Call of Duty. So, big, big surprise, everybody. There's going to be another Call of Duty this year, just like there was last year, the year before that. Will this one have a story? I guess it depends on how development goes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Prince of Persia remake has been delayed as well too. Uh, it's joining the many delays every week. There's at least one or two that we have to mention here. Um, you know, could possibly be COVID. They, I, I, 
they didn't really go into too much detail about it. They just said they want to work on it to make it the best possible. Uh, Miss Ellie Hart, are you disappointed to know that you won't be able to play the Prince of Persia remake in March? I've only ever played one Prince of Persia game, and it was the first one that was like on a PC that was like the side scroller, <laughs> pixelated one. Oh, so. oh, that one was painful. Just the fucking act of jumping was so horrible. Just the steps as well, just like yeah. stepping and, you know. Then you took one misstep and there you go, down into the pit. I hated that game as a kid. I hated it. It's the only one I've played. (laughs) That's all I know. It's incredible. It's it's one of those games where, you know, a lot of people look back on it fondly. Um, Enough for Ubisoft to keep pumping money into this franchise. But... I, I hated that game as a kid. I thought it was the worst game that was ever made, just with how <laughs> shitty its movement mechanics were. It was not an enjoyable game. I actually played San- the Sands of Time, the ones that they're make- doing the remake of, but I, I borrowed it from Video Easy. Ooh. Back in the day. Wow, what a throwback. Back in the day when now, Video Easy still existed. Uh, yeah, so it's a, like for, for any American listen- listeners, that's basically our blockbuster. Uh, yeah, and uh, I remember thinking, I what I don't get it. What's what's the fuss about this? So I was not excited for this at all. So you know, take your time. There you go. <laughs> I, I, oh. I, I think I think delays Gosh. anyway. Or if they need more time, they should take it. I think it's it's good, and hopefully they're not being crunched or anything like that. Yeah, hopefully but, not. Yeah. Anyway, that'll do us for our news stories. It is time to talk about the games that were released in the last week. Now, the first one's a title and a half. YS9, that's in... Wait, uh, is, is, is YS a form of Roman numerals I don't know about? There's I no Y not. in oh, Roman numerals. Oh, thank God, because, yeah, that's what it's... YS and then, yeah, the Roman numeral for nine. Monstrum Nox. It, it's an action RPG, came to PS4. Destruction All-Stars came to PlayStation 5. Control Ultimate Edition came to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, basically just the next-gen version of Control, including all the DLC. Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood, why why so many titles, came to all platforms, oh, the, and the Metacritic scores aren't looking too good, so maybe you know watch some reviews on that one. If just you don't talk about the ones with the shitty review scores. <laughs> I think that's the best way to get through it, because there's just too much crap being pumped out. Well, this isn't crap. <laughs> the Neo Collection... <laughs> came to playstation 5 people love neo i'm not going to play it because you know i don't hate myself and <laughs> want to <laughs> I, I don't play those from software Neo's, i've never played neo's it but... <laughs> yeah neo, neo's uh, more really play, neo's more playable than than dark souls it's fuck off it's, it's i tried both of it's them more fluid. it's the same shit it's not the same shit minutes. it's way more fluid I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's way more fluid. It is just as hard. I, I played 15 minutes of it. I fought the same boss 15 times and didn't get any further any of the times. No, not for me. I'm sorry. Those games aren't for me. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that'll do okay. us for the games released in the last <laughs> week. Let's take a quick break and then we'll jump back in with the games that we've been playing. Miss Ali Hart, you are our guest. Do you want to kick us off for the impressions? What have you been playing this week, my friend? Uh, not necessarily a new game. I think it's been around for, oh, I don't know, a while. Um, I've been playing League of Legends. 
All right. Yes. All righty. League of Legends. Let's get into it. Okay. (laughs) Big old MMOs have consumed my life. Oh, really? God. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I haven't played LOL in, I think, maybe five years. It was fucking awesome when I played it. I used to... Do they still have... Of course course they still have. Do they still have the... um, the lady that goes around with her musical instrument to heal and harm. Uh, Seraphine? Was that her name? I'm guessing so. I cannot remember th- remember uh, from this far back. She's like a Japanese lady, you know, very traditional geisha type. Oh, no, this one sort of like design. a pop star. She was on a hoverboard. Okay. Oh, okay, damn. It sounds <laughs> like they, they've either made a very serious update to her character or they've, or they've introduced a few new ones. That's yeah. cool. Um, oh my god. So that's the one you're playing at the moment. Who? What? Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm not. I'm playing as Ari. No, no, no. I mean, oh. sorry, that's the game that you're playing at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's so many characters, first of all, in League that I'm mm. barely at the top of who who's who in the crew when it comes to that game. So, but I'm playing as Ari and I think I'm going to stick with her because stuff is confusing. Oh, I love Ari. She's the fox girl, right? With the yeah. spirits? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah oh, with the, the tail. Yeah. Yep. So. That's a lot of fun. Low-key, I only picked her because of the girl band thing that's currently going on with the LOL. They have their, the girl band, whatever that's called. What's the, no? what's the girl band? You guys don't know about that? No. No. I, I, know, I can I know speak on the behalf of Zachary. He knows nothing about so. what's going on. I'll, um, I'll, I'll be, very much be just sitting back. You'll be back talking and, to and, me, Miss Ellie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll be just sitting back enjoying and <laughs> listening to all this. But I'm very for, for people like me out there who not uh, not too aware of League of Legends. Like, like what kind? What what is League of Legends? And how do you get? Is this your first experience? Yeah. With it or did you get? Oh yeah, no, okay. I'm I'm a noob. Um, okay. So the reason why I got into it was because I feel like it's a gaming staple. I feel like it's one of the major gaming staples in. Um, mm. You know, of essentially all the games out there. So I feel like um, mm. I always wanted to play it. It's a bucket list game. And it, I feel like in order to play it, to appreciate it, to understand it, like especially when it comes to doing podcasting and talking about gaming news, I think it's, you know, kind of a kind of a diligent thing to do is to understand the game. So I thought, okay, mm. I'll get into it. I'll play it, find out what it's about. Holy shit, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> so much to learn. Um, so yeah, I'm dipping my toe in. I don't see this as like I'm going to be some dedicated player and play it all the time because it's it's feeling repetitive to me. And, and, and oh, it's a, it's a MOBA, okay. right? Like like uh, Dota 2. I've yes. never played Dota. Yes, it's exactly the smite. same sort of layout. Is, it, is that what they yeah. refer to the genre as? Though? Yeah, it's a MOBA. MOBA? Yeah, it? MOBA. Yeah, I, I fucked up before I called it MMO. Yeah, you're right. It's MOBA. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, did you even realize you did that? Nah. Yeah. No. Uh, total. Total fuck up there. You know, I was looking up the number of current users on League of Legends, and it's currently at 115 million players, <laughs> which is just fuck. Holy fuck. So Dota, I think, at its absolute zenith was around 30 mil last time I checked, but that could be completely different at this point on Steam. So, it, yeah, it, it it is the giant in the MOBA game mm. space. If mm. um, And it's particularly got way bigger following in um, in a lot of um, Asia countries as well. So it's, it, it's, yeah, it's definitely the most popular on a global scale. I would say 
probably in Australia. I've I've encountered more people that play Dota than LoL at the moment, but you still come across a healthy amount of LoL players. Mm. Uh, and it's funny because Dota is known as being the way more toxic game. Is it? Because so, I didn't want to yeah. play, like, I was a bit hesitant about getting into League because League of Legends is known for having a really bad toxic community. Oh, and I'm really? like, I don't want to be a part of that, to be honest. But, oh, um, okay. yeah, so waiting for, like, people that play and, you know, teaming up time to actually play with them so I don't have to deal with whatever LOL has to offer, the finest of mm. gamers, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've, it's been a daunting idea of finally actually playing it, but I am playing it now. I have a mm. relatively basic understanding at this stage, but um, like I said, I don't see this being like a long longevity in my uh, gaming catalogue. I'll play enough and then I'll probably move on. What mm. has been your experience so far with... Um people communicating with you over the game have they been like has it been good or have it's you a, had a few shitheads so i i rarely ever go to game audio whenever i play a game online because that's just bad enough in itself so when it comes to <laughs> yeah. like dialogue in the chat box it actually hasn't been too bad so like okay. but like i guess i'm at the lowest level of beginners so if anyone was talking shit on my level they really need to look at themselves it's like congratulations, you took candy off a baby. Well done, you know. So yeah, so far not bad, yeah. but it, it it's funny you say that because Dota, you will absolutely experience that no matter what level you are. <laughs> in fact, in fact, the lower levels is where the the more abusive players sort of oh. sit because because it, it's it's toxicity breeds toxicity, right? So you get to event, you get to a certain skill level where people just generally understand how to communicate with other people in a team and they get that okay this person might not be playing exactly how i want them to play but if i abuse them for the next five minutes are they really going to perform better or worse than how they've been playing so far and the answer is probably worse and so people yeah and so those people that aren't able to mentally get past that they stay at those lower levels. Whereas if you mentally get past that, you realize, okay, if they're not playing as great as they should be, if I provide them with a little bit of constructive guidance and suggestions, mm. I might actually get a really good player out of this person and salvage the game. And and I'll be able to rise in rank. And so you, eventually you get to, once you get to a certain level, you mostly escape that. You never truly escape it because then you get to a level where people are elitist about how they go about things and they're like, oh, I'm fucking leap, bro, fuck you. And so, like, yeah, Dota 2 is just one of those special totally beasts Totally where... sold me on Dota. <laughs> yeah, don't be No, that's it. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking play Dota. If you, yeah. have, if you have any sense of, like, you know, self-preservation instincts at all, do not play Dota because Dota will mentally break you. Over and over again until it molds you into the person it requires you to be, and it's and that person is not necessarily a good one. So that's that's where I say, lol, lol is the place to be. Lol is way more supportive for because even from personal experience, I remember when I was starting out as a scrub, I found I think they have sort of a way of. Um, I, I think firstly they're in their game they're they're extremely good at educating their their player base at being encouraging in the early one because everyone's learning. Mm. Um, they literally I make you tick something like I agree to be a supportive person. I agree to yeah. I'm like, what's this bullshit? This is like clicking yeah, I read the terms and agreement. Yeah, it is. And you look at it and you go, What's <laughs> no this bullshit? Does. Isn't that yeah. just what we should be? But honestly, that shit helps and 
particularly with kids. I don't know. I, I think it's it's always good to get a little bit of coding in them where mm. you're you're just subconsciously sort of influencing them saying, you know, this is the way you should think and feel because if you leave them to their own devices, they always end up being little fucking monsters and making everyone feel horrible. I mean, we've all been to school. We all know what it's like when they're left to their own devices. So you got to get in there quick with the coding. The pessimist to me actually thinks that the reason why they make you tick that at the start is that if they ban you for bad behavior, they're like, you made an agreement at the start that you wouldn't be a dick and you were a dick. Yeah. So mm. sorry, you broke the rules. That's that was my thought on why they make you oh, <laughs> tick that. Part. You're you're right. They use that as like a contract justification. But to be honest, you know, as a game developer, they can ban you for any fucking reason. It's their game, and they can go. You know what? We we don't like um, that you're. We don't like you know your political comments on this particular nation that happened in t- 2020. Blizzard. Yeah. Was that that was the Blizzard event? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and so we're going to ban you because of that. So like you know, they yeah, companies can do sort of whatever they want in that space. But it's always good when they're really clear about it and they explain, okay, this is why we're we're not letting you play for this period of time because at least it does allow people an opportunity to sort of be educated on why they've done the wrong thing and hopefully grow from that. So yeah, that, that was a yeah. bad example though, because Blizzard did the wrong thing. There oh yeah, no, that's what I'm situation. saying though. Is that, that's what I mean is that, you know, they can have their rules in, in place, but mm. sometimes they themselves go, you know what, fuck it. We can do whatever we want. And this is what our stance. Mm. Mm. I remember watching a vice documentary on league of legends like years ago and I, I knew very little about it at the time. I still <laughs> I do really. It was like but it was the, the cool the cool thing was was ba- it was based all in South Korea and it just showed how massive it was over there. And yeah, League of Legends sells out stadiums. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like it it is it is huge. It's an absolute behemoth, so I'm definitely in the minority on this one, that's for sure. Um how how's your experience been with it, Miss Ali Hart? Have you have you enjoyed your time with it? <laughs> I like, I enjoy my time because I'm playing with friends. So usually whenever mm. you play a game with friends, you have that element of enjoyment. Well, you'd hope. Um, <laughs> yeah, that hasn't been my experience. But yeah. oh. <laughs> Well, I've just been Should lucky. have been playing with Randy, that's why. <laughs> this is why I'm that weird loner that just likes getting passively abused on Dota. <laughs> I was going to say like there's there's an underlining thing there that we, we won't go into, but um, <laughs> but my experience um, <laughs> it's it's daunting. It's a very daunting game. Like I had played Smite when Smite first came out, and I enjoyed mm. Smite for what it was, and I thought like okay, should be, I should be able to get League of Legends? It's relatively the same. She was wrong. Um, it was there's a lot more complexity to it, and there's a, already like a lot of rules, like all these like underlying rules that you don't see, you don't know. You have to be mm. told about them. You have to learn them. You have to kind of investigate about them. So, to me, there's a lot of like legwork to probably get to a really enjoyable level where you really feel like you're achieving something. And yeah. I have no patience, so <laughs> I don't see me getting to that level. I think that's completely fair. It's one of the it's one of the biggest difficult things with those sorts of games that have been around for a very long time mm. is that they have a very 
they already have a very big user base. So people love playing their games. They've been playing it for a very long time. And so they, and so the game gets continuously updated with new characters, more items, more complexity Mm -hmm. for the, the continuous fan base, but for new people trying to get in at any point, I mean, even me, I haven't played it for five years and the meta game will be completely different to what I would be. I would know it to be from when I played it. So it'd be like learning 20 new games at this point. It's, it's tough. And I, I think that's a common, that's a common challenge that I don't know how games like this can really, can really tackle at this point, other than they just stick you in the scrub with all (laughs) other scrub players and you're all just figuring it out together. And maybe one day you'll get good and you might be able to rise up. I'm just lucky I'm playing with people who kind of know, like, well, I guess like they know what the basics are anyway and kind of to guide me in that fact because I reckon if I jumped mm. in here like Lone Ranger and just came in with nothing no guidance no friends no nothing I think I would have really been like turned away like much quicker like doing the tutorial mm. I didn't feel like I learned enough and they're like good luck have fun good go out there and I'm like yeah you're ready to go get yeah, in there come on people are lovely go, on, go for it um so yeah i it's it's super complex. I can see how it has such a big fan base. I can see why it's really popular. I can see how it's had some longevity. I've watched a bunch of, of the like championships for LOL just to, you know, see if I could get a grasp of why it's so popular. Um, but there's just too too many elements. There's too many elements in place and I just don't have that time and dedication to learn it all for it to be mm enjoyable i had the same experience when i I tried to jump back into destiny 2 when it Uh, went free to play mm. and let's talk about destiny oh that hub world it was just okay go talk to this person go talk to this person i didn't understand who any of the people were or anything that was happening and I, i i played destiny 2 when it was first released and played through the main story and and just the strikes and then i was like yeah that's it the grind is not for me mm. uh so so yeah I, I felt just really lost when i started playing again i was very unsure what i was supposed to do and and, and all of that so I can, god i feel that yeah, way all totally the time. relate to that one i can relate to to all those feelings just about life in general <laughs> As it's, and this is the stupid thing of me saying all that crap about lol is that i'm a destiny player and i love destiny but destiny <laughs> yeah, destiny's where it's at yeah. forget about LOL. yeah if you <laughs> when you're when you're one of these people who've, who've like you know kept up playing when they add all these new things it's like mm. oh this cool new thing that i have time to get used to because i'm still playing the game anyway but then as a new person just like you know i imagine as it was for you jumping into lol it can just be super overwhelming especially the way destiny try, tries to explain everything which is just with a wall of text yeah, uh, yeah. and and f- unfortunately as well with destiny a lot of new content becomes stale just instantly and i think it's in that level where as as you would with lol like you'd have those constant grinders like people who play it every day all day that's all they play you know um we have mm. the same in destiny but unfortunately for destiny community it gets old fast and mm. it's just everyone, it gets stale, people complain, our community is not the nicest when it comes to dealing with uh, content and, the you know, developers and stuff. So at least with LOL, they've, you know, maintained everyone and it's gone for such a long time where, like, mm. it's going to sound rude when I say this, but, like, it's essentially the same kind of game. Is there story yeah, really yeah. with LOL? Like, like, there's obviously, like, backstory oh, with characters, but when yeah. it comes to execution of playing the game... 
Nah, you're just yeah. you're a bunch of epic characters mashing against each other. Yeah. So like yeah, they 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 set up a lore and they have lore if you want to delve into it because, you know, that's your type of thing, but it's not yeah, it's not a story. Yeah. yeah they do they do the Overwatch thing, right? Like if you want to read more yeah. into it and watch some cool CGI stuff, you can yeah. find some backstory, but for the most part it's yeah, nothing in the main game. Yeah. So, and that's totally fine, and that's what you need for a multiplayer because a good multiplayer experience needs you to be able to jump in, jump out without there being, you know, some sort of prior law building. But I think you're right. Prior game mechanics is kind of a big, big challenge too, and it's one of those, it's one of those things where if you've got a game that's been going on for a billion years and it's been updating on top of itself over and over to keep the existing fan base interested it does become just this complete wall for new players to be able to learn. I couldn't imagine anyone getting into Dota 2 as a new player at this point. And uh, that makes sense because their user base numbers are constantly dropping, not rising. So, Mm. yeah, it it is interesting. These these game giants, um, the MOBA platform... I think, um, I don't know, I think LOL is rising at 113 million. Jesus, so I think They got me to play... Yeah, I think maybe that's the one game that's sort of figured it out how to be at least accessible to some degree. Um, I mean, being free is a good start. Done. Being free is a very that's good true. start. So. Yeah, that's true. It's always a good good bet. And I have already looked at some of the skins and my fingers yeah. hovered over the little currency button a few times. Right. I'm like, yeah, be okay, serious so, here, uh, Ali. Uh, you are not going to play yep. this long enough to justify this purchase. <laughs> but she looks so pretty. Yeah, so your mystic, your mystic fox girl with Will of the Wisps around her is not looking exciting enough. She needs uh, a good hat. Yeah. Oh well, I, I get the Simpsons <laughs> reference. <laughs> so, like the skins, the skins yeah. that she has, like she has some really cool ones. And then I pick up other oh, characters, yeah, and then they have like nicer things. And apparently, if you put a different skin, they interact differently. On the... see how they've gotten me. Yep. See how they've yep. gotten me. Oh, they got... so, no, they got free... me the exact same way. Yep. <laughs> being I, free I know exactly what you're stop, talking about. Stop them making any kind of income. They they hack your brain. Um, Dota 2 did the same thing to me, and Dota 2's model is that they they what they do is they don't make the skins all available in the store. They make them periodically available mm. for an exclusive period of time and to never be available again. So if you don't get them when you should get them, then you don't you don't ever get that. Fuck you. Um, so so they, they, they slowly train you. They get you excited about a couple of skins for free early on, and then mm. you realize those skins are crap compared to these skins, and then they're the exclusive ones, and that's how you end up spending... That's how you end up dropping $200 every half year whenever there's a new tournament out. Oh. <laughs> Far out and that's how they get you, and they do it, and you do it, and you do it without thinking after a certain period of time. And you don't even mm. get the skins guaranteed. You get the chance to receive the skins, so it's a roulette-type gambling situation. We'll give you the opportunity to get this. <laughs> yep. Yep, and it works. It's crazy. Aww. Man, and it's in every single online multiplayer game basically now. Like, even Fall Guys, I've had this experience. I just spent five crowns on the Sonic skin. Good purchase. I don't even like Sonic very much. <laughs> I don't Still really a good purchase. like the skin that much. It was more like, oh, <laughs> I know it's rare. 
I know it's rare and I've only ever seen it this one time. I've been playing it for months, so I'll probably never see it again. I should just get it because I, I might want to use it at some stage. I love and, that and you it didn't don't even, even like Sonic. <laughs> I like that you don't even like Sonic and you're like, I have to get this it's thing. It's so important. It's a goofy looking skin, to be honest with you. It, it, it is. It is. I, I, I guess yeah. that's like the aspect that I like about it. It's more Sonic, really. Yeah, oh, got to go fast. Does it look like the, the, the original Sonic from the movie? He's all, he's all, he's all fat and stuff. It's oh. great. Yeah. It's fantastic, but yeah. So something we uh, like to do around news to reviews, and like, we don't take it very seriously, is we pop review scores on games that we've played. If we feel like it, if, if we don't, we don't. Uh, did you want to put a review score on League of Legends? It's totally up to decision you. Decision pending. Um, I would... <laughs> I don't know because I really don't feel like I've gotten the full experience right now. I'll, I'd give it a six based on current experience. Um, Ouch! Wow! Because like oh. that's not a that's not an IGN six. That's an actual six, yeah yeah. You know? Like that's like yeah, this, middle of the road. Yeah, this is not like yeah, IGN six, is which is just the worst thing ever. Yeah, like got to be honest. Like I've only played this game for a few hours now, and already my brain's going. This is kind of repetitive. Like I'm kind of mm. you know I'm technically getting the hang of it while sucking at it at the same time. So there's no reward mm. here for me. So yeah, so you're yeah. getting you're getting repetitive repetitive losing, and that's not fun. <laughs> Mm, yeah. yeah, I'm not getting better technically, but I'm I'm don't, understanding don't worry, the that, game. <laughs> that's the game training your brain to get used to that. So then, when you do occasionally win, you'll feel the highest highs. Oh. Um, it's like heroin. So you get your low yeah, lows. This is the your first time someone's referred you... to playing LOL as an experience of like either taking drugs or gambling. So uh, I am now worried. <laughs> uh, honestly, it really is. Those types of games are like. It's like a psychologist's wet dream where they figured out how to mentally tap into people's dopamine dopamine receptors and uptakes and when to inhibit and when to just open the valve to and it just gets you hooked. It's so, like your review like, would be like 10 out of 10 like heroin. Like <laughs> Yes, exactly. 10 out of 10 and 0 out of 0, zero out of 10 exactly like heroin. It is, it is. I swear to god I'm like it it's a funny way to summarize it but it does tap into the same oh, chemical man chemical things that go on in your brain when you have a serious drug addiction and that's what they're trying to do they're trying to get you addicted to the grind i'm just seeing the box art for like heroin the game and like 10 out of 10 and the quote is like you won't want to put it down oh man (laughs) yes this is uh okay i'm just thinking of that episode of south park where they had the game where you chase the dragon yeah you, you don't ever end up catching the dragon that's just what you gotta know You'll never catch the dragon. All right, so I'll give you a good example to encapsulate what I'm talking about. I'll be on the ge- I'll be on the game right, and I'll have I'll, I'll I'll hear about someone else on the other team. All right, so our team's winning. We're doing really well, and the other team, um, at some point, maybe 20 minutes in, someone from the other team will go on the old chat thing and say, "Oh, they, these these guys are absolutely dog shit. Look at this guy; he's so fucking useless." So they're slamming their own team publicly to the enemy team. And and the and the other people will be going. Oh, this guy's been playing all day and has been a, an absolute cunt. And and so and so you find and then they go. Oh, well, I've been losing all day, so that's why I just want to get that one win. And so you get people that are just being toxic and miserable just because they're <laughs> obsessed. They've been playing the game all day and they're just obsessed that they can't put the game down until they get at least one win. And then they become shittier and more. Just a more horrible human being throughout. So, um, that happened to me only the other day. 
So they're like, it's essentially people being like shitty because they're wanting to get their high. Yep, exactly. Oh, exactly. Damn. It's it's just the same. It's the same center of the brain where they need that fucking dopamine and they're not getting it until they get that win. And wow. they're just becoming more and more desperate for it to their own detriment where they're becoming psychologically just completely fucked. They're just being abusive to everyone around them, um, which doesn't create a good environment in a team game to win. So, oh. yeah, it, it, it's remarkable. So that's Dota. That's the worst of the worst. I think LoL's a little bit better, but you probably... I, I'd say the more you play that game, you'll you'll probably see a bit more of that as you go through some Far people that, yeah. I, 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 when we, when you said you've been playing <laughs> LOL, Miss Ali Hart, I was not expecting things to get this dark, that is it's for sure. It's taken quite the turn. <laughs> oh, well, moving on from a game that, that people can't seem to put down to a game that, uh, at least last night, we find it a, found it a struggle to keep playing. I'm going to talk about... A PlayStation 5 exclusive, that's right, a next-gen title. The next-gen is here, and Sony has decided to give us away a title for free. Uh, Destruction All-Stars came to PlayStation Plus for February, and yeah, it's a brand-new PlayStation-exclusive multiplayer online game. So it's kind of like, I don't know, uh, you know, it's a Destruction Derby game, but the hook is you can run around and your all-stars, I guess. Hey, now. And so they each have some kind of special ability as well, too. <laughs> oh, I just got that. Well done. Which is... Thanks. <laughs> got no reaction from Zach, and I'm just like, well, yeah. wasted that one. <laughs> Until Lockie laughed, I totally missed it, and now everyone knows how slow I am on the uptake. <laughs> anyway... Uh, so yeah, they each have an ability that's sort of tied to like a special vehicle. Uh, so you like you'll build up this ability as you smash into other cars or run around and pick up collectibles and wreak havoc running around on foot. Uh, I'm very glad that I did not pay full price for this game and that oh, they no. released it as a free PlayStation Plus game because as look it's I'm not going to say it's terrible it's definitely not terrible I've had I've had fun playing it I've had had some moments of fun uh but it's it's very it's it's very thin in what they give you like there's not a lot of content there to start you out with so I, I feel like they may have made it a PS Plus game out of necessity so the um, game's not thick enough for your liking yeah no I, I appreciate a thicker game than this uh, they're, they're, they've went gone for a, a really weird idea for the story so basically story? I think each there's going to be some <laughs> yeah, kind... I, yeah I'm surprised that they even bothered with a story I, 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 yeah and when I tell you what it is you'll you'll feel even more shocked that they even bothered with it so basically it seems like there's going to be some kind of story in inverted commas for every individual Uh. all-star right and basically what they're doing as a story they call them challenges so i guess they don't technically call them a story but they it starts off with a quick cinematic to set up what what's happening uh, then you have seven different matches that you play, which is just all sort of variants on the regular multiplayer matches that you play anyway. Mm-hmm. And then there's some kind of cutscene at the end that sort of tries to tie it all up. So you have those two cutscenes there to try and give it some semblance of a story. I think it took me about 40 minutes to get through it. And I was like, oh, there's another story here available for another character. 
oh, I might check it out. It's the, it's the furry one. I'm down to see what the furry chick's story is. Anyway, that one you had to pay for with this purple currency that it appears you do not earn in-game through playing. So if you want more story, you want to know more about these characters, you've got to be pulling out the old credit card. So <laughs> that's an aspect of it so far that I feel a little bit uncomfortable about. Uh, and then as, as far as the actual gameplay itself, I find that, and I feel like this is going to be an issue with any kind of destruction derby game, I find myself driving around a lot and having these like moments of pure joy where, you know, all of a sudden there's five or six cars ramming into each other or you just manage to somehow line up that perfect hit. But I feel like in, you know, in the five minute matches, that may happen like four or five times. And granted, I just started playing and I'm terrible at this so far. But it's just the, those four or five glimpses of joy isn't really enough to sort of keep you going for the rest of the time when you're just sort of just driving around these kind of uh, un- uninspired levels. So uh, have you given this one a crack yet, Miss Aliha? No, it looked like shit. I didn't want to play yeah. it. <laughs> it, it sounds like so shit. so boring. Like yeah. seeing the, I think it was like a trailer um, announcement maybe sometime last year, whether it was in a showcase or mm. something. And I just watched it. I'm mm. like, what's this? Like just driving around yeah. in circles. Oh, okay. You can get out of your car. Cool. Um, you can do Destruction Derby in a lot of different other games. You can do it in GTA if you really want to. Mm. So I didn't know what was the selling point with this game and why it was going to be a success. And that was that was at the time where it was its own game, where you were going to pay for this game as as mm. is. And then, yeah, as you said, it, it became a part of PlayStation Plus uh, because I, like, I don't think anyone was going to buy this game except for Brendan White, who had it on pre-order. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, so I think this is the only way that we're going to get people to play. And then if you've mentioned that there actually is in-game purchases, maybe that's what they were hoping to kind of get some some mm. dollary dues back. Well, Roger mentioned to me, and may, perhaps you can confirm this, uh, he said that the pre-order price was like $125 or something. From like what that Brennan said, I think it was. <gasps> What he cancelled his. He cancelled his, but yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, the idea that this would cost $125. Yeah. Like, if this, <sighs> if they release this at $30, I would say eh, it probably still needs more content before it's worth it. Oh, yeah. Wow. I don't know what they're going to do when February's over. It, like, they're going to have to drastically rethink their pricing strategy on this because that is, especially if they're going to include microtransactions because mm. that's just an absolute slap in the face. But I, I'm glad you saw the writing on the wall there because I certainly didn't. I, mm. I thought, oh, you know, if, if I saw footage of Rocket League and I thought that you know, it's cars and soccer. But Rocket League was a massive phenomenon, also something that was released uh, as a free PlayStation Plus game as well too. I think that's what they were going uh, Later on. on in its life. And it's still, it's, yeah, still huge yeah, and it just got bigger legs. and bigger with new game modes and all that stuff. So I was hoping we'd see a bit of a repeat of that. But I, 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 I feel Sony like... Did too. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what Sony wanted, but then, yeah, they realised they had a shitty game on their hands and that's why it's free. Well, they messed up out the gate. Like, the the, the biggest issue with how the, what, what they've decided to do here, other than just the fact that the, 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 there's not enough here in this game, 
they released it exclusively to PlayStation 5, and after playing it, there is no reason <laughs> at all why this couldn't be a PlayStation 4 game. Like, uh, like I, know, I don't know game development. I know it's mm. not as simple as you just turn the graphics dial down, but there's nothing I've seen in this game that I'd be like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen something as impressive on a PlayStation 4. It would have been a way better idea to actually utilize that massive player base that they have on the PlayStation 4 and release it for free to all those people as well too. Uh, because if, if with the small amount of people we have already uh, on PlayStation Five, and considering the sort of reviews it started that it started coming into it, if they have a, a dwindling multiplayer base, it's going to die. It they they can't survive without people to play with. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, I I I gave a crack of the uh, online multiplayer last night. Uh, shout out to Roger and Chris from over at Button Mash. We gave it a go. I th- we lasted about an hour playing it, and then Chris said, "I want to play zombies, guys. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done." <laughs> we 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 had a couple of network issues, so we get kicked out of matches and oh, a couple of shit. times, yeah. and uh, and the the, the the I wasn't a fan of the sort of party system. So basically, if you join somebody's party. The only they don't put you into a lobby. The only way that you know is that down the bottom of the screen, they will just have the three names of the people in your party, and then you just sit at the main menu screen there. And for some reason, I do not know why, that really irks me. <laughs> like I like to know I'm in a lobby <laughs> when I'm in a lobby. Oh, like it just feels yeah. like something is happening rather than I'm just sort of sitting there looking at a menu. I know it's silly and doesn't matter, but. You know, we've kind of seen this in multiplayer for a no, little while now. It's I think that's new. completely reasonable. And oh, it's thank you. Lord. And and <laughs> if it's part of the norm, and you immediately your brain said something's wrong here, that they couldn't even be, be fucked to create a loading screen or a lobby screen for you, it goes mm. to show how much effort they really put into the game proper. Let alone a stable oh. connection to actually play online. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that yeah. on on fucking release when your entire model is for in-game purchases because everyone will now play the game review it as shit and unplayable and they're not going to come back Mm. that's it that was their Mm. one shot to get as much dosh out of those people as possible Mm. Eh. i don't don't get it i thought of another reason uh another thing sony could have done to make this game a million times better other than just releasing it on the ps4 i don't know why i'm giving them this to them for free sony you should Give me money. It's called Destruction All-Stars, right? Mm-hmm. On PlayStation 3, there was a, t- a title called PlayStation All-Stars, mm. which included all of the PlayStation characters. Now, they already own these IPs. They mm. own them. They're theirs. It doesn't cost them a cent to use them. Why did they not just use all the PlayStation characters in this game? I want to play a Destruction Derby game as Kratos with a weird <sighs> God of War themed car. Yeah. It's like it's the the, the the like Crash Bandicoot. Yep. Uh, like, I, like, the possibilities are endless. Ratchet and Clank like it just uh, I don't get it. I you know why? You know what? This. They probably that was probably the original intention of the developers that so they wanted to get some sort of sign on with Sony. But mm. midway through development, Sony saw what they had to offer and probably said, no, we don't want to attach our fucking IP to this piece of shit. That would be terrible for for us. Why would we do that? Mm. Um, we will more than happy let other people play your game for free, but we're, no, we're not attaching anything beyond that to it. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't mm. think... Uh, 
that's that's a real shame. Um, they should have changed the game title at some point because now it just feels like it's deceptive. Like they're they're just misleading people into the type of the game. Yeah. Yeah, even at the start it has like the playstation studios uh sort of logo intro thing yeah and it sounds like they were they were trying they were thinking about it they wanted exactly to. They, they nabbed the full marvel thing like where it shows yeah. you all the different characters flicking through except it's like you know the playstation logo and logo and you can see in the reflections all these cool characters which they could have included in their game yeah <laughs> and, they yeah, they, they had it. big plans and for whatever reason shit fell through in the middle part and sony backed out as much as they could so, yeah, look, in saying all this, I think I, I, I will give it another shot. I'll try, I'll, I'll, I'll beg Roger and Chris to try get, to give this one another crack with oh, me. Oh, you had to, your chance with them. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get them to do it. And if I'm not playing with friends, uh, I'm probably not going to end up playing it again, i got to say. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It was definitely not uh, Fall Guys is something that I that I I love so much and that was a PlayStation Plus game and that I I still play that to to this day. I don't I don't play anywhere near as much as when it first came out Same. but yeah, I don't think Destruction All-Stars is going to be that unfortunately. Oh no. Uh and do I do I want to give it a review score? Yeah, Go on. I don't know. Go on. Oh. I, I get it's multiplayer and I've finished the story once again in inverted commas. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I give Destruction All-Stars in its current state oh, a four a four Destructions out of 13 All-Stars. Yeah, not a not a not a not a fan of this one unfortunately. I feel like it was a big missed opportunity. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna listen to this and completely change course and <laughs> start putting PlayStation characters in there. Come on, no, Zach, get get out! Of, get, too late in the game one. for that. They burnt their bridge with Sony. Sony will never want to work with these devs again. Oh, they so, own the studio, so I bloody I hope the studio continues to make the studio. The studio is getting axed. The studio is done for. <laughs> this was their shot, and they blew it. They wanted they wanted to do an All Stars game. And they decided maybe a year ago that this was not going to be it, and they pulled out as many assets as possible at that point. That, that, okay, that's tinfoil hat theory. There, this tinfoil hat. No, but the, you can tell the writings on the wall because look. Mm. Okay, they've just released the game for free on their new platform, which mm. means they had no confidence in it to begin with, mm. and it's not doing well. It's getting bad reviews. Like people, people were de- people were playing it for an hour and deciding fuck this. Yeah. Do you really think Sony is now going to say, "Oh wow, now we're going to invest all this money to develop, you know, all of this exclusive content for our players to be in the game?" No, no, it's it's a lost cause at this point. It's the Google Arcadia. Look, yeah. uh, it's still They're really early up. days. They get, the game came out on Tuesday, so like that's we'll all it takes. Uh, it all it takes I, is like two I, days of reviews to come in. The game yeah. company knows what's what's up. But what I'm saying is it's really too, too early. Like, most likely, yes. I think after everything we've spoken about, I don't see this game being successful, but usually it's a you know, a week or two at least before we know if like, if the player base starts dropping off a, a lot, which yeah. I guess we're not going to know because PlayStation doesn't release those numbers, uh, then yeah. But I, I guess we'll know when we tr- if we try to get into matches and just nothing ends up happening. Uh, look, <laughs> what I, I this wanted to again? enjoy Super this, Mario okay? I wanted, I wanted to enjoy this game. <laughs> 5.4, 5, yeah, yeah, Zach, Zachary, please, Lockie, Metacritic. Please, please tell me 5. your impressions. 
I am more telling, positive than mine. I am telling you my impressions. Um, I haven't played this <laughs> game, but based on Metacritic's 5.4 user score, based on 471 ratings, I don't think this game is going to get much more money in terms of um, future development. Yep. I think that's a bust. All right, now, yeah, for, on, a, on a lighter note, I'd like to give everyone an update because I am still playing Zelda Twilight Princess HD on the Wii U, and I've sunk about 15 hours into this game at this point, and I would like to give it my review score, which is a 10 out of goddamn 10, because it's a oh, fucking great game. Damn. And, and that's, a, that's a nice little reminder of when video game companies do games right. Um, the fact that this game came out originally on the GameCube in 2006 got a nice little HD remaster for the Wii U in 2016. I believe it's also the second highest selling game of all time in the Zelda, just under Breath of the Wild. Yeah, this game is absolutely chock is fantastic. It has horse mechanics that handle like bulls, but even <laughs> in spite of that, the game is so much fun to play. There's so much to do in it. Uh, it shakes... It shakes up the temple, going through temple to temple to progress the storyline in really fun and interesting ways. You end up having to clear out, uh, you have to fight with these goblin marauders throughout, and they're causing all sorts of havoc on your main characters. It has believable characters. It tells stories better than even Ubisoft is, billion years later (laughs) down the track, just with a few lines of dialogue. My God, fucking get on that game. (laughs) I think I did. Yeah. I think I. Oh my god! I think I found it really boring, and I turned it off way back then. No! <laughs> Twilight Princess, Killing right? Me. That's what you said. Twilight Princess. Yeah. What no. you mean the one where the guy t- where Link turns into a goddamn wolf within an hour? You got bored of? Uh, probably. I just remember that, that <laughs> like the beginning was just so like boring. Uh, look, I'm gonna low key. I'm yeah. really bad for like if the game doesn't capture me within the first you know f- first bit, I'm usually turning it off. So. Yeah. That's that's my you know bad bad manner Out. when it comes to yeah video game. Although I did play LOL for long enough. Um, yeah, that's that's a real shame. But I can um, I you... can revisit it. Like maybe I should no you check don't, it out. You don't need to if you didn't like it and wasn't no. Your well, cup of tea, you've given totally it fine. you've given it a ten out of ten. So I'm giving it a ten out of ten. The game the I will agree with you. The very beginning part is very tutorially, and it's the most tutorially I've ever seen a Zelda game. <laughs> Because you start off in in a in a peaceful village and you're just doing stuff that's sort of vaguely teaching you how to use the game mechanics. Yeah. Um, but then shit goes south really quick, and once it does, it really drives the the narrative forward. So it introduces you to um, the children of the village that do play a very significant role in the narrative throughout the game, and a lot of it is you know the the heightened drama of of basically you know um, you know these kids being abducted. And, and you turning into a goddamn wolf and having to deal with that first. So, like, it's, yeah, uh, I would say, yeah, it's a little bit less. Once it kicks off, after about an hour, um, <gasps> the game really kicks off. Oh, no. <laughs> an hour? <laughs> an hour, an hour. Hey, look, Miss Ellie, we're talking about a 20-hour to 30-hour game here. It You know, it... It asks you to, it, it begs you to, to be patient and let it take its time. Once it does, it, it, can't, it you know, really comes out. Yeah, look, it, it, it's a fantastic game. I really, I, really can't fa- I really can't fault it. Are there any Zelda games that you do like? Oh, I love Ocarina of Time. I love Ocarina okay. of Time. And I'm actually, I'm yep. pretty okay with uh, Breath of the Wild as well. I don't know why some people really poo-poo on that one. Granted, I have not followed the story at all. I've gone off and done my own thing, so... 
Yeah, there's not... The story is go kill Ganon, basically, and yeah. that's, that's all you need to know. Yeah. The tricky part there is is Breath of the Wild, they took the game in a very different direction, and I think that's what a lot of people, including myself, were turned off by, because, um, first of all, they have they have breakable weapons, and that just pisses me off to no end. I can't stand it when... I can't stand it when you find a really fun weapon, and then, you know, five hits later, you have to find another one. That's just annoying. I, you know, I, I like to... I like to... I like I prefer Dark Souls where you find a weapon and you get to choose what weapons you want to play around with. Mm. Um and that was a really big turn off for me, but it's good that you like Ocarina cuz Twilight Princess is like a spiritual successor to Ocarina in a lot of ways, but I'll agree with you Ocarina has a much stronger beginning because it really throws you into it a lot nicer. Mm. If, and, there, and and I agree with you there. Yeah, there's a bit there's a bit of a strain when you get to the um tree where he wants to you yeah. know kind of get into story but that kind of happens after a good amount of gameplay and i guess tutorialness exactly so. and and it gets you right into it mm. like you're in that deku tree really quickly whereas you're in the first temple in this one probably about two hours into the game so <gasps> there's quite a yeah but the thing is is that the game is not all temples and it's what happens in the world around you and it's a world traversal itself that is really a temple in and of itself so yeah, look, I, I would say if you liked Ocarina of Time, you probably would like Twilight Princess if you stuck it out for a little bit longer when it starts mm. picking up. Um, but, hey, that's up to you. Maybe it isn't your cup of tea. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you liked Breath of the Wild, and that's that sold so many units. It sold like 30 million units. Also one game of the year. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Look, one game look I, I enjoy, I enjoyed Breath of the Wild. Like my, my, I, I thought it was a fantastic game. I just thought it was too overhyped like everyone was saying was like you know the best thing that had ever been released that year it was ridiculous um and, and like just uh, the only problems i had with it were the yeah the breakable weapons and the story and the voice acting they were i thought they were all pretty terrible decisions as oh, far mate, as, yeah uh, mate yeah, the voice that... acting was like a big deal for them they never had oh, voice acting was, before that oh it was atrocious it was really link Link, no, I can't get into that. It was, it was rough. Yeah, uh, well, but yeah, Navi um, was probably the first voice acting where it was, "Hey, listen!" In the <laughs> Ocarina, the entire way through, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" But listen. like, it's. That's I think everyone, got. um, we've all heard like, "Oh, you just need to play this, this, this much before the game gets good." That's that's something I've heard people say to me that many times, and I remember having that experience with like Final Fantasy fifteen. I saw, you know, ten hours in, it gets good. Oh. But like, you know, yeah, everyone, okay, but that's a bit different. That's yeah, ten know, hours in, but. Reg- Regardless, like everyone has their limit of what they want to spend before they're into a game. Yeah, like, and like, if minutes? you spend that 10 hours or even that one hour doing something you don't enjoy and then you don't get a game that you end up enjoying out of that, it's like, fuck, that's a whole hour I spent. Gaming is quite the investment. I guarantee you, game. I guarantee you the game ramps up. It's a slow <laughs> beginning in the first hour. It's basically you're in tutorial peaceful village and then everything goes to shit. In a very crazy way. If you don't get to the point where Link turns into a wolf, then, yeah, you haven't really gotten to where the game, what the game actually is. Because the game is turning everything upside down and making everything crazy. Fair that enough. is the game. And if that's not your memory of the game, then it's it's a shame. And that's a failure on, that is a failure of the, of um, Nintendo's part, where they should have made it, they should have gone through that area quicker, but... That's all I'm saying is that, yeah, unfortunately you missed out on 
you're just missing out because that was a fantastic game. Well, at least we've been able to establish maybe where the disconnect is because for me, like I said, I turned it off and for you it was 10 out of 10. So we're seeing kind of like where where the mismatch (laughs) for some people are with that game. So, And that's why I said like maybe I should totally look at it again because obviously I missed out on an experience due to some negligence and the starting point of the game. So. Oh, it's yeah. It's it's entirely it's entirely fair that that's your take on it, and that's a failure of the game designers. Because I mean, yeah, my brother was playing it at the same time, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm really glad that I got past that area that I stuck it out because I was thinking this is really boring, and I, I didn't know how much longer I was going to sink into this game at a certain point." And so I think, yeah, it's that turning off point where game creators i mean ubisoft knows how to get you hooked because they know how to get the hooks in quickly problem is they give you nothing after that and so you got shit after that but yeah whereas yeah yeah, twilight princess is reversed so and it's funny because i've just come out of valhalla you know all pissy about that where i'm like (laughs) yeah where i got no where they promised all these things and nothing happened whereas with zelda i go in and they're promising nothing to begin with and then everything happens and you're like oh shit Oh, Lockie, we've been doing this show for a while now. You stole the thoughts from my brain. I was thinking they've done a they, they've done a reverse Ubisoft with this. They one. have a, great, a, a boring bloody start, and then the meat gets later on. Oh, that'll do us for our impressions this week. Uh, Miss Ellie Hart, where can everyone find all the content that you create? Yeah, so you can find everything that we do at 8-Bit at We Are 8-Bit. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and everything like that. Uh, you can find my podcast, which is The Hungry Gamers, on all podcast services. And you can find me everywhere at Miss Ali Hart. If you want to find everything that News to Reviews does, you can hit us up on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at News to Reviews, and that's with the number two instead of the word two. It's probably the best place to keep track of everything we are doing. If you want to tell us anything you thought about this episode, <laughs> did you ever call thumbsticks toggles? Uh, you can send your feedback to News to Reviews podcast at gmail.com. No one's going to respond to that one. <laughs> Lucky no one's ever done that. Well, I think, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect <laughs> them to. I think this is completely ridiculous. I don't know. I just had to get one last jab in at the very I, I know. I know. This is for you. This to be fair, you, you can ask people if they've been cleaning their, what were you call, What did you call them? Suck holes? Suck holes. Of the PlayStation, and also he says, also he says, Behemoth, funny. Go on. Um, and I, I've restrained Ooh. myself long enough, Zach, because you've mentioned it in multiple episodes at this point. You keep calling it a Behemoth, which is fine because you've clearly only ever read it, and that's fine, <laughs> and that's why I was never going to say anything. But now that you're getting stuck into me about toggles, you know, I'm, I'm going to get into you. It's Behemoth. As soon as you said it, I was thinking, how do I say it? I, do I say it? That? I thought yeah. I said it that way, and apparently not. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Miss <laughs> Ali Hart. This was an absolute blast. Yeah, it's just us nitpicking at each other, slowly eroding <laughs> each other's sort of confidence and ability to function. I mean, what's a podcast for, you know, nitpicking at each other, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's how you know we really like each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened down the track that this relationship turned toxic, Lockie. <laughs> but uh, I think through counselling uh, for one an hour each and every week. <laughs> I think we should have a baby. Oh, no. I, I think we should have a baby and I think that'll fix everything. <laughs> Little baby toggle. <laughs> we'll adopt a we'll adopt a child. Oh, Togs for short. Togs. Oh, <laughs> what a precious name, little Togs. 
Oh, everyone out there, please take care of yourselves and take care of one another. I just saw on YouTube the other day, um, I've only just found out about seals. How cute are seals? <laughs> Doggos of the sea. Don't get me exactly. started. Oh my God. Not oh only my God. that, they are shaped like a potato. Um, so they're like yeah, two oh. beautiful things combined together. So Yeah, it's the most, it's the greatest miracle of nature. Have you seen the moon? I, I love the sentence. Yeah. I only <laughs> just found out about seals. Yeah. Man, there's so many beautiful sea creatures that we can introduce you to. Otters, bro, otters, they're not sea creatures, but, you know, they swim in water. They mm. They have a special rock. <laughs> they have a special rock that they put in their pocket. And then when they meet a mate, they um they give their mate that special rock. What? Basically an engagement ring. Yeah. What? That is, that's insane. Uh, yeah. What? It's, it's wow. the rock for cracking the, like, oysters or clams or whatever they eat. So, it's a special rock. Oh, that is so cute. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's And it actually precious. makes more, it's more practical than what yeah. us humans do. We just spend. <laughs> thing, put it on your finger. Don't lose it. It's expensive. <laughs> Yeah. I spent three months of my wage on this. <laughs> can't live in it. You can't drive in it. <laughs> you definitely can't uh, crack a clam open with one. That's for Try sure. Try me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Um, oh, yeah. And also, yeah, otters, uh, when they float on their backs, they will hold hands so they don't float away from each other. Oh, yeah. That is so cute. Okay. All right. Yeah. Ridiculously I cute. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look up otters after this. You got to look up otters. Don't yeah. look up oh. baby otter. Well, be careful. <laughs> baby otters yeah. is another thing that I found out. So. Yeah. No, and also yeah. otters is a gay term as well. So that's, be careful about that's the what I'm, yep, Yeah. That's what I meant. I did not know that. Okay. Well, we are <laughs> but all, I fa- we are I all learning out. something today. <laughs> I found out. Because so. I am not aware of that. An otter okay. is a lean, hairy man. Yeah. <laughs> I put two and two together very quickly with that research, <laughs> that search result that I uh, encountered. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Oh, yep. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. Animal. <laughs> oh, man.